Oh, I'll go get it. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Digging Deep. I'm Roberta Walker. And I'm Michael Glassman. We are two landscape designers who've been working in the field for over 25 years. Through this podcast, Digging Deep, we'll bring to you our knowledge, our challenges, our foibles, our stories, and our ideas to help you create the most unique landscape for you and your family. So here we are. We're we're all sheltering in place, and um, the nurseries are going absolutely crazy selling plants and yes, bonkers vegetable starts. And um, what we wanted to discuss today is um, for those of you that don't have much space, I wonder if you have a community garden. Community gardens are plots of land, and and um, in our area, they're they're run by the city. But they also have a board of, of homeowners or not homeowners, but gardeners that want a place to garden. So if you live in an apartment or you don't have space, joining a community garden is a wonderful um, place to grow vegetables, to meet people, to work in peace and to be socially distanced. Does it cost? Yes, it does. But it's so nominal. So it costs, ours costs $25 a year. Yeah. And I have a um, eight by 10 foot plot. Now, I have a quarter of an acre where I live and it is planted head to toe. And, and in the area where I have my garden, I get just so much sun. So you might have a lot of space and no sun. This is an opportunity and even if you're handicapped, there's certain amount, there's, I think there's three different beds there that are, um, they're for handicapped. They're built up. So if you're in a wheelchair, you can also garden. But the, the beauty of these um, community gardens is this. Somebody elects or a group elects to take care of the compost piles. And so I have the pleasure of going to the very end, getting the rich compost and using it in my bed. They also keep all the tools in a big um storage you know those um metal uh storage containers storage bins, yeah and um there's a there's a little bit of a park area to sit in it's it's a community and they're called community gardens just for that and how about watering who waters and so um there's a spigot between every two beds and um what we've done everyone does it differently but what i've done is i put a splitter on there and a hose on one side and a battery operated drip uh, control on the other. So I lay out my thin little drip and then I put a timer on it. So that's how we deal with watering. And then you could donate, um, you know, $15 every couple months that goes to paying for the, the water. Oh, that's great. It's wonderful. They also bring in a trailer, you know, when, so the pile yeah. of weeds and debris. And I just, um, I was so happy to get a bed um, because there's usually waiting lists. And um, what a joy, because like I said, my garden, I adore my garden. I love my garden, but I want to, especially this, this shutdown has, uh, let me put it this way. This global virus has changed so many things. And I think it's important that we've, a lot of us have gotten back to basics. We can grow our own food. We can bake our own bread. You know, we can, we could grow hops. We can make wine. We've talked about this before, but being sustainable is something that's easily done if you have a little patch of land. That's true, and it's very healthy. One of the things that we do because um, I don't I don't bake, 
But um, we found a local bakery that, um, in fact, my wife, uh, she's a physician, one of her residents, husband opened up a bakery. Um, and what you do is you can actually call ahead. It's all, all baked fresh and you can call ahead, order it, pay for it. And then you just drive up to the front and they'll load it in. And we did that just the other we other. Um, like three days ago. And I will tell you, it was some of the best bread I've ever had. They also make pizza dough. And so yeah. we're making fresh pizzas. They had the dough and we, we actually were growing some of the ingredients. Yeah. You know, um, there are, there's a wonderful landscape designer. Her name is um, Creasy. Rosalind Creasy. Rosalind Creasy. And she's written many books now on, um, edible landscaping and her some of her her thinner books she's divided into um the edible mexican garden the edible thai garden so if you're someone who likes to cook you know a lot of mexican food it's all about all the different chilies you could grow and and beans you could grow and and they're wonderful and so um if you have not heard of her i once saw her main book at costco but uh, it's Rosalind Creasy, and um, it's it's all about growing everything, anything. And if you may not know, I actually uh, worked on a book and wrote it. It was called Kindergartens, and the very first book it was it was a book for children about getting their hands dirty and getting them into the garden. I wrote it with Lisa Ely, and the thing that was so neat, the reason I mention it is one of the things that we talk about or projects that kids can do. And one of the things we found was children don't like vegetables in general, but if they grow them, they suddenly are more adventuresome and they like what they grow because they feel an ownership. So one of the things that we put in the book was to grow a pizza garden um, where you'd actually grow certain things that you could then harvest and use and make your own pizzas. And when you're growing them, you actually um scribe out like a big circle and you divide it up into like pizza slices oh, and that's where the tomatoes yep this is where the tomatoes go this is where the basil goes this is where and it was great because again you took this big area you divided it up like a big gigantic pizza and again it, it was it gave the kids something to do and i will tell you uh, just a real fast thing is when we were um photographing it for the book um, we had hired some kid uh, models, you know, to be uh, our children for the photographs. And um, when they came in, they had no interest whatsoever in all they wanted to do was they were being paid to be photographed. Well, after we showed them the projects and they got their hands dirty and they got they got into it. I remember one of them was leaving and said to the parents when they picked them up, I want to do it in our yard. And they didn't want to leave, you know, whereas it started out a job and then it became something that they wanted to do. So it's amazing if you get your kids active early on, if you start them in the garden, getting dirty, playing in the soil, learning to grow things, you'll be amazed how it catches on. Yeah. And not only that, so many people are at their wits end, having their kids home 24 seven. So um, gardening is wonderful. And um, you can, you know, you can have them at this, this is spring. So this is the time to put in flowers or, or whatever, you know, flowers and herbs. There's a, um, speaking of having a, a pizza garden and doing a circle, there's an herb nursery here in Northern California. And they planted the herbs in the shape on the ground of a human body. 
and they planted the herbs according to what part of the body that benefits them. Oh, that's cool. Do you know the name of the place? Um, I have to find it. I'll, I'll bring it back, but I know it's um, in Dixon's in okay. California. So um, anyway, that's that's a fun thing to do, too. And, you know, the kids can actually plant something that looks like hopscotch. They're not going to jump on it. But, you know, there's so many creative things that you can do. So, um, you know, well, the other thing I was just going to say that we mentioned in our in the book and that I tell people, you know, when I talk to people with their kids, kids have a lot of leftover toys, old pails, old buckets, even right, old right. rain shoes. Mm-hmm. And you're, the surprising thing is you can take those and turn those into planters. So if you have an old bucket or even if you had old rain galoshes, rain, rain shoes, you, right. they're made out of rubber. Instead of throwing them out and going into the landfill, you can actually drill the bottom of it, the bucket, or the, the um, again, an old hat. You know, like sometimes they have the old fireman's hat. You mm-hmm. turn it over, you drill the bottom of it, or your rain gloss, you drill the bottom of it, put a little gravel in the bottom, fill it with dirt, and then you plant one single, like like a, a cucumber, or you do a squash. And then the neat thing about it is you, you tell your kids to put it in the sun, and then, of course, you water it daily. But as the sun moves around, they can move the toy or the, the, you know, the old truck, the, the hat, and move it around to the sun, and then they see it grow. And so instead of it being just go to the waste you know, or, or to the landfill, suddenly it becomes a planter, and you're taking old toys and making them more sustainable. That's a great idea. And you know, speaking, speaking of kid ideas, um, I had a client once. They had three boys. And um, in their yard, they decided to do something called the Magic Mountain. So it was, they put a huge pile of dirt. And when it was time for each child's birthday, they would take the present, put it in plastic, and bury it in the mountain. And then that child had to dig out his, his present. I like that. And it was really fun. And also, you know, you could get big pieces of PVC with this plastic tube and put it down and then do a mound over it. And then the cars and trucks could go in the tunnel over the mountain. And, you know, you could create a whole outdoor, instead of doing a racetrack for cars, you know, you could do little, little places for your trucks. And then some of those, like you said, old pails and old things could be planted. It's just a wonderful thing to do. I mean, think about it. If you do that with the pipe and everything, I remember growing up and, and the big thing for us were train sets. But, you know, you do it inside, but that would be a great place when it's good mm-hmm. weather to set up your train tracks to go through. So you actually have the train going through the mountain. And again, I think it's really important because in today's world, technology has taken over and the kids are just locked in in, in front of the, uh, the, the uh, TV or computer. And so they don't go outside. And nowadays we're, we're stuck at home. Um, I think it's really important to get your kids outside, give them projects. One of the things that's really, really fun to do is um, you may have some old paint chips, you know, that, um, you know, when you're picking paint colors. Well, what you can do, again, it's like a scavenger hunt for the kids. You're stuck with the kids. You don't know what to do with them. They've been on in front of the TV the whole day. You want to send them outside. So you pick like 10 different paint chips, things that you know, you know, the brightly colored ones and say, go through the yard and find, see if you can find flowers or things that match these. And it's funny because like some of the bright colors, the kids will come back with petals or flowers or leaves that match it. And it, and it's like a big 
big scavenger hunt. And it's something that you can teach your kids to do that. It's so much fun. And it, and instead of it being a drudgery, the kids look forward to it. Yes. Yes. There's all these different garden activities you could do. And the, the beauty of any of them is that a, they're outdoors breathing fresh air. B they're being creative and C they're learning about growing or about color or absolutely so let me ask you a question in the going back for a second to the community garden do people share their produce with each other um i don't know we're not there yet it's spring and i just got my um my bed but i do know that some people just grow flowers you know you can do whatever you want and um it's lovely to walk from bed to bed because then you get to see what people are doing. Now, I walked by a bed and I saw cabbage heads that were the size of basketballs. And I said, whoa, are they going to harvest that? And then um, another gardener said, well, they got stuck in New Mexico before, you know, right at the start of this virus. So they can't, they can't harvest it. So um, I would assume that people would share. I know that in my yard, I've got this really sweet mandarin tree and lemons. And right now in Northern California, it's like trying to get rid of zucchini, trying to get rid of citrus because we have so much of it. So I'm, I'm sure people do share. And then they have community times when it's not during the virus where right, there's right. picnics and whatnot. And, um, and we stay connected via the email as far as events go. So the community garden, I so uh, urge you to look up the where they are in your community if you don't have growing space. And you know what? You do not need any experience because gardening is about learning as you go. So I saw one bed there. It was the first time the woman ever gardened, and it's beautiful. So it's Yeah, I think that's important. And, I, you know, it's very funny. I get people that say to me they have a black thumb. And it's not – I mean, there's – there if you – try things if you follow the you know instructions you want the biggest thing is if you water or don't overwater if you fertilize if you plant and everything things will grow i mean um the whole notion that you have to have a green thumb i don't get into that i don't believe that i believe it's all a matter of you know um watering fertilizing tending to it not not you know the the old saying killing with kindness you don't want to overwater and you don't want to over fertilize but for the most part if you take care and you follow you follow the rules and, and rules of, of growing things and you fertilize and you weed and, and you water things are going to grow they're going to yeah they're going to grow and not only that when you do join a community garden there are experienced gardeners there and they're they're happy to share information so you know, there's it's never a problem. There's something wonderful about gardening is that people love to share. Now, that's a little bit different than cooking. I remember once, I know this is a little bit off the topic, but I remember a friend of mine, um, every year this woman gives out this eggnog that she made. Right. And one year she gave me a little, and I swear, it, it was the best eggnog I've ever had. So when I ran into the woman who actually made it, I said, oh, you know, I had some of your eggnog. I said, I'd love the recipe. And she looked at me and she said, are you serious? That's a family recipe. I'd never give that out. Okay. So 
Gardeners don't do that. It's true. Gardeners love to share their expertise. In fact, I rarely ever find a gardener that doesn't want to want to share what they've done, including some of the produce. But you're right. Cooks. Oh, my God. It's like a family secret. And they're not going to share it for anything. In fact, I've even seen situations where they leave out ingredients. So what you make turns out wretched. So you never try (laughs) to make it again. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't want you canning it. Well, that, um, so this, this episode was all about community gardens and, and more about growing your own. Next week, we're looking forward to um, a friend of both of ours who has been working in the nursery industry for 30 years. And we're going to have him on our podcast talking about what's going on with the nurseries. And we're going to both, both Michael and I hear probably aspects that um, we don't normally hear because we're on the other side of that. Absolutely. And we're very excited because, again, as as Roberta said, he's been in the industry probably 30 years. I've known him for probably 30 years and his insights are amazing. They are. And he also um, does a lot of public lectures and, and um, how to's for people because the nursery um, during regular nor- regular times. Uh, if you want to learn how to prune roses or, you know, grow certain things, they have workshops. So he's going to be very informative. His name is Bruce. He works with a nursery up here called Green Acres, which has yes. five locations. So um, please tune in. And again, we would love to hear from you. Any questions, comments, tell us what you're doing during the shutdown. And you could go to our website at www.diggingdeep.blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.net. So lose the ease and um, leave us comments. So I am Roberta Walker. And I'm Michael Glassman. And we are Digging Digging Deep. Thank you for joining us.